Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast by EF3 Life. I'm your host, Dan Jason. At EF3 Life, we're committed to empowering people in the areas of education, faith, fitness, and finance. Positivity and having a growth mindset is what we're about. Every day, we have the opportunity to better ourselves and our world. Be sure to visit ef3life.com and follow us on social media at EF3 Life. There's only one way to live, and that's life to the fullest. Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason. You're here with me today on the EF3 Life platform. It is Ash Wednesday. Yesterday, we celebrated Fat Tuesday. Happy Mardi Gras. What were you doing? Hopefully, you were enjoying eating up, storing up all of those indulgences and and just delicacies because here's the thing. For the next 40 days, we're going to dive deeper. We're going to grow stronger and we're going to grow closer to the Lord. That's what it's all about here. Life to the fullest podcast. I came so they might have life and have it to the full. It is the 40 days leading up to the passion, death, and resurrection of the Lord. This is a faith-packed podcast. I'm excited to join you on this episode today to dive deeply into our faith because that is the journey and the essence of life. When our faith life is right, everything else falls into place. When God is number one on the podium of our being, everything else can happen in the way that it needs to. You know, being an achiever, a striver, a grower, bettering yourself in your life in 2023, one of those areas is your spirituality. And a lot of people sometimes put it off to the side. They put it on the shelf. They even might try to put God in the box. I know I've been there at one place in my life or another. We cannot wait until Sunday to raise and praise for one hour and then just forget about it. These next 40 days, intentional, time-oriented, focused moments of our life in order to become better and stronger. Just like any muscle, your faith and spirituality has to be worked. You have to get after it every single day. You have to get into the word of God. You have to raise yourself up, listen to him more in prayer. And by doing so, you will grow closer to him. Like any well-trained athlete, you know, in the beginning, it's going to be spiritual gymnastics. It might be a little bit difficult to start, but once you get that momentum going, once you start going with it and giving your best effort day in and day out, it becomes a habit. That's what the next 40 days are about. And for those people out there who might seem like this is a little bit intense. It's okay. Here's the thing. You got to start somewhere. Everybody is at a different place on the road of faith. God doesn't care where you are today. He only cares about where you're going. He knows what you've been through and he knows what he can help you to grow through. The things that have happened in your life didn't happen to you. They actually are a gift and present for you. And that might be a mystical, mysterious type of thing that you have to really contemplate and reflect upon. You know, the disastrous occurrences, things like that I went through in my life and my teenage years and pushing me to the brink of almost taking my own life. And I share that with you because no matter what you are going through today, God can help you through it. That fire that's burning inside of your heart, inside of your spirit, inside of your being is a thing that's going to carry you. God sees every aspect of your life. He understands each moment and he knows that you can do it if you trust in him, trust a little bit more deeper, walk with him a little bit more closely today and listen a little bit more. I know that when we raise ourselves, our standard of our life, when we say, I'm going to carve out this amount of time every single morning to 
enact in a in an attitude of gratitude. I'm going to thank God for my blessings and give him my first fruits of the day. It's going to set a precedent for your entire life. It starts day by day, but then you connect it and it flows into the weeks and into the months and into the years. And when you look back at 2023, you can say, yes, I had an exceptional year of growth when it comes to my finances. I was able to move up positions in the, my workplace. I was able to better my relationships, but most of all, I was able to increase my spirituality to grow closer to the heart of Jesus. Because with him behind it, man, if God is for us, who can stand against us? There's no weapon that can prosper, and God is with us every step of the way. I truly believe that, and I declare it, and I know that 2023 is going to be the best year yet. It is Lent. We're leading up to Easter, the next 40 days. Right now, we're at the end of February, the tail end. We're going to be charging into March, and that is, well, March Madness. NCAA basketball will be tipping off. There's a lot of great action out there in the sports world. I want you to bring a lot of great action into your spiritual life as well. We're going to dive into some scripture here in a moment, but before we do so, setting that precedent, getting yourself quiet, understanding that you have to put yourself in the Lord's presence, and just doing something a little bit different. You know, oftentimes when I was a kid growing up, I remember that my parents would say, hey, what are you going to give up this land? What are you going to do in order to, you know, sacrifice, in order to offer something up to God? And, and that was good. And I did that for many years and even into young adulthood. But then recently what I discovered is in as much as that is doing a great thing for you and sacrificing and maybe giving up something that's maybe a negative habit and then turning it around, what takes place is when you do something extra, when you add something to your life, when you do something in a new manner and new capacity, it will grow you in your spiritual self. And you'll be like going out into the boat, into the open, uncharted waters, but you're being willing and able to row. And when you row and you continue to do so, even the winds come and the, and the waves are crashing upside of you. And even if you're in a small rowboat, you'll be able to go through those waters. You'll become stronger because of it. And in doing so, you produce endurance and endurance over the the course of your lifetime, you can continue to trust in God no matter what you might face. See, adversity is going to come your way just like it did in the life of the Lord. You know, things were going really well. He was doing great wonders. He was performing miracles. He was healing the sick. He was, you know, restoring sight to the blind. All of these things were taking place. He was feeding 5,000 and more. And, and miracles after miracles, and people were showing up and saying, who is this man? Who do you say that I am? He asked his disciples and apostles. And some of them eventually would say, you are Jesus, you are the Christ. But still others would doubt. And in your life, people are going to doubt you. They're going to doubt what you can do. But you cannot doubt your Yourself. You have to have that self-confidence. You have that God-fidence. If you got by your side, those things that maybe you were anxious about, worried about, afraid of, fearful, you know that you don't have to go through them alone. See, those things aren't going to just subside. They aren't just going to go away. And even the Lord himself went through those things. You look at his life and we fast forward to the passion, death, and resurrection, you know, going through the garden. And he even said to the point of, you know, breaking down on his knees and crying out to God for help and asking God, you know, let this cup pass for me if you will it, but not my will, but yours be done. Let that be our prayer this Lent, this next 40 days. Not my will, but yours be done. Let us listen to the Lord, where he's calling us into those deeper waters, how he's trying to connect with us even more deeply, where he's trying to speak to us through the people who are around us, through our great faith-filled and spiritual friends, through our family members, through events that are happening in our lives, reflecting back at the things that have taken place in the past and how are we better because of those things. And maybe there's something that happened in your life that's disastrous, that's monumental, that's 
so terrible that you can't even imagine like, well, God loves me so much. How can that happen? Well, here's the thing. You are standing on your feet today. There's breath in your lungs. There is sunshine in the sky. You are given an opportunity of redemption. And that is what this story is all about. On Ash Wednesday, we know that when we go to mass and we celebrate and we receive the ashes, the priest says to us, you are dust and unto dust you shall return. Now, why do they say that? Because we were made from the earth. God created man. He created Adam, and then he created Eve, and he created it out of nothing, out of the vastness, and God had that power and that might. And if he has that power and that might to put into being this world, this universe, this creation, the the beauty and the perfection of humanity, wow, what a beautiful gift it is when we have air in our lungs and we step out into the world today to say, hey, I am not doing this alone. I don't have to be afraid anymore. I can trust a little bit more deeply. I am loved and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to give my love to others that I encounter today. And that is my greatest gift. That will spread light. That will spread hope. That will spread truth and goodness and beauty. And that will give life to the world as Jesus did, because he said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. Whoever believes in me shall not thirst. Those are truth-filled statements. That is what this journey is about. And we're here with you through it all. In the first reading here, we're going to take a look at Sirach chapter 2, 1 through 11. It is a beautiful verse from scripture and passage that we actually saw yesterday in the daily mass. And I want to read this because it is so true and it sets a precedent for us not having the fear that we will prepare ourselves for trials. Be sincere of heart and steadfast. Incline your ear and receive the word of understanding, undisturbed in time at of adversity. See, you're going to face trials in your life. You might even be fearful, but understand if you have courage and you incline your ear to the Lord, if you hear his word, if you understand how much he loves you, if you truly believe that and you realize that God came, he came, Emmanuel, to be with us, to walk with us, to lead us, to guide us, to help us along the way, to hear your cry, to hear the cry of the poor, to hear the cry of the rich, to hear the cry of every single person who comes to him. He wants us to be filled, and not only just filled here on this earth, but filled for eternity, but in order to overcome the world, he came to the world himself. Then it says, accept whatever befalls you. When sorrowful, be steadfast and in crushing misfortune be patient for in fire gold and silver are tested and worthy people in the crucible of humiliation trust god and god will help you trust in him and he will direct your way keep his fear and grow old therein see if we trust in the lord he is going to promise us help if we rely on him he will be there we're not going to fold up like a cheap card table in life when the pressures when the anxiety when the fears come in, when even the enemy or the evil one tries to collapse our life, God is there and he's going to be that firm foundation. It's like the bedrock. If you build your house on sand and the waves come, you're going to collapse. It will erode and you'll be washed away. But that firm foundation that's built on faith, if we can just grow a little bit closer, deeply rooted a little bit more in the Lord this Lent, things will take place. Our life is bound to change. It's not only a matter of what we believe in our head, but what we believe in our heart, and we see it come to pass because God has promised it. It's not just something that's a wish or a dream or a desire. It is a true promise that God has outlined from the beginning of time. We trust in him. He will direct our way, and we don't have to fear anymore. 
Then it says, you who fear the Lord, wait for his mercy. Turn not away, lest you fall, and your reward will not be lost. You who fear the Lord, hope for good things, for lasting joy and mercy. You who fear the Lord, love him, and your hearts will be enlightened. See, you won't fall when we trust in him. Your reward will not be lost. He will give you a reward today for being faithful, because he cannot deny himself. And that is another promise that he shares with us. He will bear good fruit. And it says it in the word. I was just reading it this morning in the Bible. To much more that has been given, more will be expected. And to even more that has been given, more will be entrusted to him. See, the thing is, when you receive God's blessing and you count it and you're grateful for it, and then you use it and you overflow that blessing into the lives of other people in any way that you can, whether it's your time, your treasure, your talent, your ability, you showing up and sharing your love, you being the authentic self that you have to give positivity, to give just truth and goodness and beauty and riches to this world by being the best version of yourself that you could possibly be, by not holding back, by being your true authentic self who God created you to be for other people and with them through it all, good, bad, and indifferent, that is a gift that you give every single day and God will bless you. He'll honor that and he will make sure that you continue to receive those abundant riches from above. Then it says, study the generations long past and understand, has anyone hoped in the Lord and been disappointed? Has anyone persevered in his commandments and been forsaken? Has anyone called upon him and been rebuffed? Compassionate and merciful is the Lord. He forgives sins. He saves in time of trouble, and he is a protector to all who seek him in truth. Now, I have to say, has anyone been disappointed? I've been disappointed in my life. Has anyone been forsaken? No, we haven't been forsaken. Have we been rebuffed or rejected or refused? Absolutely not. And you are seen, you are heard, and your story matters. Your story matters to God. He created you and he wants you to have an abundant life. He wants you to enjoy this journey, but he also wants you to trust in him a little bit more because you can do great things. You have a mission on this planet. God created you for a distinct purpose. This land, as you're growing closer to him, as you're listening to him a little bit more, it's up to you to decide, how does he want me to use my life? My life every single day, when I wake up in the morning, my feet at the ground, it is a gift. We can give it to other people. We can do great things. We can overcome all the doubt and maybe even the self-doubt that we have. The challenges and our obstacles are actually opportunities for us to triumph and to share God's glory and his victory in this world. We can either have a defeatist mentality or we can go out into the world and say, we are going to be conquerors for the kingdom. We're going to build it up. We're going to be children of light. We're going to walk in that truth and we're not going to allow any kind of false facade or this world to weigh us down. You're going to be in the world, but you're not going to be of the world. See, when you mingle with other people, when you share with them, when you actually share with them from the matters and depths of your heart, then that vulnerability, which actually people see in this world as a weakness, becomes one of the greatest strengths. And why? Because every single person is doing and dealing with something, okay? There is no doubt that that is the case. Why is it a 40-day Lenten journey? Well, because Jesus went out into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. He fasted. He didn't have food. He didn't have water. He was able to overcome all of those difficulties, even the temptations the devil gave to him that said, you know, if you say to this stone, be made into bread, you know, we can do that. Throw yourself off of this mountain and I'll give you all the kingdoms and the riches of the world. He did not give in. Why is that such an example? Well, because we are going to 
face those things in the next 40 days, especially as you start, it's going to be hard. It's like a kid riding a bicycle. If you have training wheels on it and your father is guiding your mother or the, the significant person, the grandparent in your life, an uncle, an aunt, what have you, an older brother or sister, there are people who are going to guide you along the way. Our spiritual brothers and sisters, the church is there to guide us along the way because it's going to be hard. We're going to wobble. We're going to fall. We're going to get down, but we have to keep getting back up. Jesus fell three times on the road to Calvary. Remember that. Understand it. Appreciate it. Why did you do that? Not because he's weak. Not because he couldn't keep on going. Because it was an example for us that when we fall, it's okay. When we fall, he will help pick us back up. And sometimes we need other people to help us to carry our crosses in this life. So can you be disappointed? Sometimes that will happen. But is it a permanent disappointment? No, it's not. It's not a permanent disbelief. It's not a permanent forsaken. He, Jesus himself said, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani. That means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He even asked that, but God didn't forsake him. Remember, redemption came. And just before the dawn, just before the rise, just before the resurrection, there was death. There was despair. And all the apostles, all the disciples up in the upper room, they didn't know what to do. They were panicking. They locked the door and they didn't understand what was taking place. And Jesus went, he Descended into the depths of hell. He was dead for three days and then he rose up on the third day, Easter. And that's the end of this 40 day journey of Lent. We have this glorious celebration of the resurrection to new life. This 40 day journey for you, hopefully, that you can dive into the faith deeper so you can have that new life. God wants you to have that new life in your spiritual life. He also wants you to have that new life infused with every fiber of your being and every aspect of this. This world and, and the ways that you care about, whether it be in your business, whether it be in your relationships, whether it be in your family life, in your home, in your neighborhood, in your community, with your travels, with your aspirations, with your goals, with your dreams, every single part of your life that matters to God. Why? Because it's your story and it's his story and your co-creators with him in it and through it all. But it wouldn't be possible except for his blessing on your life, his ability to give you this new day. And just like we are risen up each and every morning, God will raise us up on the last day and throughout this 40 days, keep our eyes on the prize, fixated on him who was and is and is to come. And the psalmist says, commit your life to the Lord and he will help you. Are we trusting in the Lord in order to do good? Are we dwelling in the land and being fed that security? Are we saying, I'm going to give you, God, my heart's desires and heart's quest today and trust that you are going to make it come to pass in the manner in which I need it most? Sometimes that, again, comes at a time and in a place and in a way that we least expected it. And it's not an answer that we were thinking we would get in the prayer that is answered. Sometimes it's people and it's obstacles that come our way because it's to teach us something. It's to help us to grow in our strength. And sometimes it's something we cannot even explain. And maybe you'll even have a question for God. That's okay. Maybe even shout out to him like the Lord did because you don't realize why you're going through this pain. But I can surely attest to the fact that if you commit your life to the Lord, he certainly will help you. Okay. He will abide with you forever. He loves you and he's going to do what is right. He will not forsake his faithful ones. God is there. He wants you to be an overcomer. He wants you to be a warrior. He wants you to be somebody who is triumphant, who is able to stand at the top with him through and with it all. We are saints on the road to heaven. That is one of the main reasons why I understand that sharing that journey. And I wrote the book, you know, The Saint Next Door, because it is so true. During this 40 days, be cognizant, be conscientious, be 
knowing that there are people who are going to come across your path, who are going to share some things. Have your eyes wide open because you are just one person away from encountering a saint today. Not only encountering somebody who is a saint, who's leading you closer to the Lord in the faith, but you yourself are somebody who can do that for others. You might say, oh, not me, not now. But what I have to say is to challenge you and to say there is somebody in your life that looks up to you. You are a leader in some capacity. And for those people who might not feel like they're ready yet, go for it. What do you have to lose? Here's the thing. If you do it with love, if you do it with great intention, if you do it with great faithfulness and trust in God, you will succeed. It's only a matter of time, but you got to get started. You got to start somewhere. It starts with that small mustard seed of faith. If you say to this mountain, be moved and it will be uplifted and thrown into the sea. But if you don't plant that mustard seed of faith, it can never sprout. It can never begin to grow. You have to water it. You have to, you know, nurture it. You have to fertilize it and God will cause it to grow. Do your part. Share with me in this journey. Let's do our part this Lent and let's make it different. You know, last year, Maybe you didn't see this radical growth in your spirituality. Maybe you didn't understand what was taking place in your life. Be deeply rooted in the faith. Maybe that means devoid of social media for the next 40 days. Maybe that means, you know, instead of watching one hour of Netflix in each night, maybe you watch 30 minutes and, and read 30 minutes in your word, or you, you know, you engage in prayer, or even meaningful conversations with your loved ones around the dinner table. Being present because where two or three are gathered in his name, so is he all. Also, this is not some kind of boot camp in terms of, you know, I got to, you know, suffer throughout everything I do in life and I can't, you know, do anything that I want to do to have fun. No, not at all. And when you look at the, the guidelines, the Ten Commandments that God has outlined to us is to help us grow closer to him, to engage in spiritual discipline in order so that we can have a focus, so that we can be driven, so that we can have this desire to seek him above all things, so he can be infused in every aspect of our life, to take us to the newest and the highest of all heights. See, we can only go so far in and of ourselves. With God, we can go to the highest of heights. And, and no matter how deep in the depths of the low and the valley of despair, he can raise us up. He's done it in my life. He's done it in many people's lives. And he, he is all about redemption. If you're somebody out there today that needs that redemption. If this is your 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 month or you know 40 days of redemption, let that be your anthem song. Understand that no matter where you are on the pinnacle of faith, no matter where you are in climbing the mountain, God wants to meet you where you are and to help you to journey up to the top. And for those people who are carrying some great weight, maybe it's like that mountaineer who's carrying that pack that's 100 pounds and you need to shed that weight. Some of us, it's not forgiving other people. Some of us, it's not forgiving ourselves. And for others, we have, you know, maybe engaged in something. We have some kind of bad habit. We have something that we're struggling with when it comes to sin. Whatever the case might be, lay it down at the Lord's feet. Today on this Ash Wednesday, put it down at the altar and say, hey God, I give this to you. I know I can't do it alone. I can't do it by myself. I need you to help me. He wants to help you and he's going to provide the right people. He's already lined up the right opportunities. He already lined the conversations and you know those things are going to encourage and to inspire you. Do it for yourself and do it for him and do it because in doing so, you free yourself. You free yourself because you will be restless until we rest in you Oh Lord, you know, that is a great, beautiful example. And from all the saints, right? The book, The Saint Next Door. Why? Because there are saints along the journey 
every step of the way. And saints are common people who decided, I'm not going to give up and I'm going to desire holiness and I'm going to strive for God's love in every aspect of my life, no matter what circumstances I endure. That is what being a saint is all about. That is what the journey to heaven is about. And that's what the journey through Lent is trying to share with us. In Mark chapter 9, 30 through 37, I'm going to read a short verse here of the gospel because it also sets a precedent for us during this Lent. And it says, Jesus and his disciples left from there and began a journey through Galilee. But he did not wish anyone to know about it. He was teaching his disciples and telling them, The Son of Man is to be handed over to men, and they will kill him. And three days after his death, the Son of Man will rise. But they did not understand the saying, and they were afraid to question him. They came to Capernaum, and once inside the house, he began to ask them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they remained silent. For they had been discussing among themselves on the way who was the greatest. Then he sat down and called the twelve and said to them, If anyone wishes to be first, he shall be the last of all and be the servant of all. Taking a child, he placed it in their midst and putting his arms around it, he said to them, Whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but the one who sent me. That is powerful. Jesus was on the journey in Galilee, right? And he also saw that his disciples, his apostles, they were on the journey too. And they were arguing along the way. And they wanted to be the greatest. It's not a bad thing to be the greatest or want to be the greatest. But in order to be the greatest, Jesus says to us, we have to be the servant of all. Servant meaning to put others before ourselves, to love as God loves, to make sure that we are not doing life just for ourselves in a selfish manner and thinking only of our own accord, but putting the, the mind and the heart and the you know desires of other people especially in our family, in our community, in our inner and outer circle, to put that up there as well, because we can raise each other up. That is church, that is community, and that is building the kingdom of heaven. You know, if you acquired all these riches in this life, even material goods, a massive house, maybe it's a mansion, all the cars and all the the things that people truly desire, you know, the material goods, but you couldn't share it with anybody, you would eventually feel empty. And you might say, no, not me. I would enjoy my life. how, How could that be? But look at all the celebrities out there, the people that don't have fulfillment, the people that are truly struggling. Why? What we desire more than anything is to be loved. That is the greatest gift. That's the greatest gift you can receive. It's the greatest gift that you can give. And when love is at the epicenter, God is present. Love more this Lent. Take a little bit more time to be present. The power of now, to look somebody in the eyes, to observe the people around you, to soak it in, especially little children. That's why Jesus said, unless you become like one of these little ones, you cannot enter the kingdom of of heaven. See, if you see this little one, if you see a child, if you see the joy, if you see the rawness, if you just see they're, they're so close to God, I mean, they just came from heaven. It, it's, a, it's incredible. But my point of this all here, to share with you this gospel, is to understand there is this adversity. Jesus himself outlined it before it even happened. He said, the Son of Man is to be handed over to men, and they will kill him. But then in three days after his death, the Son of Man will rise. So understand, when people are trying to press you down, when life gets hard, when things are going sideways, when you get slammed from you know something that was unexpected, realize that if you stay in it, if you keep fighting, if you keep working, if you keep trusting in God, you offer it up to him, you will endure. Blessed is the man who who endures trial and testing, for he shall receive the crown of life which God has promised to those who love him. Perseverance under trial. God will give you that crown 
of life. Claim it today. Understand he wants you to be victorious, but this world is not going to be easy. Okay. There's going to be trials and tribulations, but remember, take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus promises us that our God gives us this great outline here in the gospel today. Okay, here understanding that it is a good thing to aspire to be better, to improve, to be the best of the best. But above all things here, above all things, you have to receive him because if you receive him, all things are possible. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This journey of Lent, this 40 days, how is it going to look for you? What are you going to do with the time that you've been given? Why do you want to grow closer to the heart of God? And then allow him to infiltrate, to penetrate the depths of your heart. Do something a little bit different this time around. Engage in a new activity, something that shares in this rawness and this goodness, but also that calls to mind what this journey is about. Maybe that's a gratitude journal to start out every single day for the next 40 days to get into this habit of counting your first fruits and offering them up to the Lord. Maybe that's diving into the word. Maybe if it's for three or five minutes to see and hear and listen to what God has to offer to you today. Maybe it's joining a Bible study or a small group and pushing yourself and your, and your friends to talk a little bit more about the faith. Maybe that's doing some more community service to give back to those around you to help out with the poor in the inner city. Whatever God is prompting and placing on your heart, he's doing it for a reason. You matter. Your mission in life is important. It's mission possible. You have what it takes. You have God by your side, and you're going to take one step closer on day one, this Ash Wednesday, closer to the heart of the Lord, closer to his son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit guiding you, with Mary, the Virgin Mother, to share with you the fruits that her son had to bear. Blessed is her among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Fruits are there. They're right putting on your tree. Your spirituality is increasing. You're growing closer to God. And this day, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Check out ef3life.com for my faithful books, The Saint Next Door, and Fire Burning Within. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Share it with others so this show can grow and understand that you are blessed and that God is with you every step of the way. Continue to walk with him and he will provide it all. God bless you and live life to the fullest. For EF3 Life and the Life to the Fullest podcast, I'm your host, Dan Jason. Make sure to visit ef3life.com and check out my latest release book, The Saint Next Door, as well as other nonfiction faith-based texts and children's books like Jesus Loves You and Is Your Friend. Follow us on social media at EF3 Life. And as always, keep living life to the fullest.